When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach, I'm here with Laura. We're here today with Sean and Andrew. We're excited about that. About a year ago, we got to hang out with Andrew East, Sean Johnson. They have a podcast called Couple Things Pod that we were invited to join and talk about all things couples therapy. You should definitely check it out. It's on the YouTubes. After we recorded that, Laura and I got in a fight about it, which was fun. We later recorded another episode called Zach and Laura Hash It Out, I think it's called, which is cool for me and for us. We counted as one of our favorite episodes. And since then, we've been trying to figure out how to do part two with these guys. Sean Johnson, if you don't know, was an Olympic gold medalist and also a mirror ball champion on Dancing with the Stars. Her husband, Andrew, played in the NFL for a little while. They are adorable. They have a great story. They're doing very, very good and cool work in the couples space, uh, sending out good vibes. Today, we just talked to them about what it's like for them to be married, what some of their challenges are, what they're working on. They have an exciting new project that we get to tell you about at the end. We just hit the ground running with these guys uh, because they're fun. We're fun. We all enjoy talking to each other. This is a very cool conversation. Stick around. It is amazing how many things Sean wins. I'm like, (laughs) leave some for the rest of us. You too. We're just super competitive. I did not, dude. I don't do as well. (laughs) Freaking ninja. I'm falling on my face. Are you you doing ninja? Are you competing in ninja right now? Sean is. No, no, I didn't make the cut. He did it. He's done it twice and you like haven't trained and you get past half of the like you way outdo like the average guy there who's trained his whole life for it. Thanks, babe. Okay, I do have a question. We're just jumping right in because um, what do two ex-athletes do as they get older? And sorry to say ex. (sighs) So rude. No, it's fair. It's fair. (laughs) But what do two, I'm going to say, what do two aging humans with children (laughs) do when they can no longer compete over over the the hill hill, 30 year olds do (laughs) midlife what's like the next thing we try to just find anything that kind of gets our competitive side engaged so literally anything we've done with each other we can oh yeah that's never ends well though wait didn't there was something you guys recently competed on that was hilarious what was it that you were doing some sort of like body weight exercise yeah oh you put him on your back and you were doing squats with him on your back you were doing push-ups hilarious i was pretty impressed with the squats by the way (laughs) thanks that was hard uh Mm -hmm. we compete like in everything i will say the good thing about us being competitive is like it makes everything a fun game yeah. Right? Like today we're assembling a, a ba- like a baby toy and there's a bunch of screws involved. And we were and was, racing to see who could screw the screws in faster. But what we mm-hmm. haven't figured out is how to do that without being like salty with each other. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you can I be like competitive. The salt. Not, I like it. Yeah. No, it's but it's twenty life, right? It's all the time. So it's a little sometimes I'm like, Sean, just let me live my You're life. just mad that I won. <laughs> um should we introduce I, these two? I lost friends. I've lost friendships before because people will tell me that um, they feel they feel like they're losing a game they don't even know they're playing. Does that happen to you guys? I could see that with you because everything yeah. becomes like a debate. 
just for the heck of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I, I haven't lost so many friendships, fortunately. You haven't actually, but mm-hmm. I am pretty, and I'm still here for you, Zach. So thanks. Yeah. yeah. I'm hurts, fine with I, losing every game against you. Um, I have a whole bunch of questions to ask the two of you that are relationship related. If you guys are down to, and we might see if there's like a teaching moment in there. Cause I want to learn from you guys. I also would love to hear Zach's perspective, but are you guys down to answer personal questions about your relationship? I would love that. I like what you said too, the other day though, Andrew, you said something like, we don't want to, what was the word you used? It's like a philosophy. Gossip about ourselves. Gossip about ourselves. I love that. Like, what does that mean? So, you know, those people where like, they'll just show up and be like, Hey, can I vent to you? And then it's like, they're just vomiting everything Mm -hmm. and they haven't even filtered it themselves where it's like, you know, talking about, you know, my wife was like this and, but Mm -hmm. I feel like there needs to be, there should be a first step of like, Hey, can I process this myself and actually think through I was actually, my emotions were out of line there. So that's not that big a deal. I should have just been more chill. And actually she was right. Like, you know, you can get so caught up in the moment where it's just, it's unfiltered gossip about yourself. So where it's like, maybe you should deal with that problem yourself before sharing it with the world a little bit, yeah. you know? Are you naturally oh. an internal processor though? Cause I think there's two types of people that are a okay with having an issue and then going inward, processing, and then when they're ready, they come out and they give you the nice, filtered, logical, bullet-pointed things of what's going on. I am that, but I'm you saying, are that. I'm I saying, am not that. Well, who's the other person? Like if the, uh, the external, fil- like unfiltered external verbal vomit. It's like I want to like all of these things. Yeah. I'm you. feeling all of it, and like I want to talk about it, and I want to yes. fight about it, and I want to like yeah. get it out. And then I'll come back a day later and be like, actually, I was just hungry. No, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. You should deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> that should be the first step. <laughs> no. I don't care if you're No, but you need to know my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> you can share them without being so sharp with them. That's is my Yeah, but have you learned, Andrew, to go, hey, do you need a sandwich? Oh, that's a good one. Bro. You know how you carry granola bars in your bag for your kids? You carry one for Sean. <laughs> Someone's um, grumpy. He, I will give him credit he has learned that but he hasn't learned the the tone tone in which to say can i make you a sandwich it'll be like eat something now yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know what questions you had for us guys but i do have two questions one how the how the frick do i adjust my tone because i'll like ask something nice to sean and be like uh hey sean can you help with this and And she's like like, why are you mad at me yeah Mm -hmm. i'm like you know, I just asked you a question. Tone is everything to me. I don't 100%. care what you say. Your demeanor but, tells me everything. And he'd be like, I'm fine. Yeah, but here's the problem with that. Tone, tone is not measurable. Mm. Um, tone is only interpretable. So mm-hmm. like volume is measurable. We can look at our volume on this thing and go, oh, you're at a six or you're at a 10 or you're at a nine. You go, hey, your, your volume is too loud. Tone is literally only the thing. So I'll be in with clients and they'll, and Sean will say, don't use that tone with me. And I'll go, wait a second. I'm sorry. Have I heard the tone? Because I don't know if I've heard the tone. And so it's really about something that's embedded in your, either your shared history together and, and things that you've created, or Sean, you have a sensitivity to tone in a particular kind of way that you've labeled and assigned. And so part of it is, I think just it's sleuthing it out. Not necessarily that Andrew has to change his tone, but we have to change our own understanding of how tone works for us. Um, and sometimes you, you have to be super duper explicit. You might need to say, Hey, I might use the tone right now, but can I get you a sandwich? Or Hey, <laughs> this, I, I don't mean to have, have it sound like the tone, but I, can you help me out with this thing? Why are you mad? You know, no, remember what I said? This is not yeah. the, so that's a tough tone is a tough one because I, people tell me all the time about the tone and I go, I, I, did I hear it? Because it sounds like normal conversation to me. I've only heard the tone from you a couple of times. Me? <laughs> yeah. From you. We know the times. Cause I talk about them on yeah. the podcast and throw you under yeah. the bus. Yeah. Yeah. No, my, yeah, I definitely, I get, I have this conversation with my wife, my wife and daughters, they always tell me that like I'm using a tone and I'm like, I'm honest to God, not using a tone, but then now I'm using the tone. 
Thank you. Yes. I'm like, I'm oh, honestly no. not using the tone. I just want the answer to the question. And so that, now that now you're using there, see it is. And I'm like, oh my God. Stop asking me if I'm freaking mad, dude. I'm not mad. It's a trap. Just, just carry on. <laughs> now Jeez. I'm mad. Now I'm mad. <laughs> I will say too, though, the hardest part for me, and I think this might be more like girls, just like I'm the intuition of him. But like, I know if something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I can like tell yeah. and I get, I know it might have nothing to do with us, but there, there is something. Mm-hmm. And so even if he's like, babe, I love you. I'm like, Ooh, that came out a little harsh. I was like, does it work? And then he just gets pissed. And I'm like, he's like, no. Yeah. Uh, never, never, ever, ever stop checking in. It's I, what you're doing is so important. We call it attunement. Like if you're attuned to him and you're paying attention to his body language and you're like, whoa, 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 what was just going on? Like, just keep doing that. I would say, don't ever turn the volume down on that. That is good Dang, stuff. Bro. That's <laughs> yeah. exhausting, Laura. That's freaking <laughs> tiring. I just Sorry. got permission to keep asking. Dude, yeah. But it's interesting. I just I literally just had clients where same thing. She's like, she he calls it pestering. She's constantly pestering. What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? He's like, leave me alone. And it's okay to say, I gotta go in my cave deep down inside as my internal processor and I need to figure out what's going on. I'm not really clear, but she's like making these bids to connect with you and you can respond back appropriately of like, not ready to talk about this, but I can tell you it's not about you. And then that gives her the check-in of like, okay, all right. And then I'll be like, oh my God, what's going on? But okay, here's the thing too. I don't know. Sean gives me too much credit. Like, like she thinks I'm always in tune with my emotions. And like some days I just wake up and I'm freaking not feeling the vibe that day. There's nothing wrong. I'm just not full tilt hyped. So it's like, and she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't. I don't have words for this. Yeah. I got nothing. There's no feeling wheel in front of me. I can't, I can't point to it. We're just doing it. Like, here's all, here's all our advice. Just so you, we're going to fix you guys in just one second. I think the problem <laughs> with what's wrong, of course, is now I have to look at myself and go, is something wrong with me? Yeah. Mm. You know, I think that there's a way that you can check in with what's wrong by saying, Hey, where's your head at? Right. It's a, it's sort of an open question that Andrew can say, I don't know, man, I just woke up and I'm not feeling full tilt vibe today, you know, which is not having to defend what's wrong. Um, though you, you seem to, you, you've kind of copped to having a little bit of a hypervigilance, which is, it's hard. Like yeah. you, that may not work for you, but that's, there's ways I think that we can get the answer to the question we want by asking better questions maybe is the way to, way to put that. Like that. Hmm. Did you have a second question, Andrew? Yeah. How do you end an argument? <laughs> With a hug. Obviously. Like how do, how do you move on to the next? How do you guys end an argument? Not we well. always it's just always, get like. <laughs> it always comes to a head and there's like tears or like there's like an hour of silence and it's like, okay, we got to get over this. I'm like, are we good? And then I'm like, yeah, we're good. And then I'm like, oh, we don't feel good. And then Sean's like, well, why are you mad? I'm like, babe, we got <laughs> to get bring over this. Bring it back. Bring it back. What's the thing? And then Andrew says, like, don't use that tone with me. Why are you using that? <laughs> Are there tips, like tangible things? I'm a huge fan of rituals. This is actually one of the questions I wanted to ask you guys. But I think coming up with some kind of a ritual that that the two of you know, you might not have resolved whatever you were just talking about, but at least you've repaired. You've come back together. Because anytime there's a rift, this is Zach's wording, right? He says resolve and repair. Hmm. Loves is ours. But if you guys are in an argument, you're disconnected in some sort of way. And the idea is, uh, are we good? Like basically what you're asking is, have we solved it? No, we haven't solved it, but can we at least feel more connected? And what is the ritual that you need? Is it a high five, a fist bump? Do you guys have like a special like thing that you can do that is just special for the two of you? Is it a hug? Is it a a prayer? Is it like, I don't know what it is that you guys want to do, but I think there needs to be some kind of agreement or a ritual about how you're repairing, regardless of whether or not you've resolved the issue. I will say, I think there's a couple of things that came out of our last conversation. One is, did you know that we kind of sparked an argument between Zach and Laura? No. Live on oh, air. Oh, yeah, you know yeah. Episode? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's the first thing. The second thing is, I forget the context, but you did mention something like that, Laura. And that did inspire in me that I, this is, we talked to them a year ago and I'm yeah. still doing this where it's like, I'll touch, I'll touch Sean when I need her to hear me and be like, hey, Sean, I need you to know I, I love you. And like that way, like we just have, a little moment in time where she, we're making eye contact and she feels that in a more That's tangible lovely. way. That's lovely. 
I don't think I gave you that advice. I think you're thinking about somebody think, else. No, I think you did. I think you did. <laughs> it's really, it, I mean, that's good. I love that you've created that ritual. That makes perfect sense of like connecting in that way. Yeah. But we got to figure out how to transition out of an argument. Though. Well, yeah. I think, What's our thing? you know, um, I ask this question all the time because people come into my office and they'll say, you know, we had a fight last week or whatever. Or we had our, and I do, I, I want to know how did it end? And it usually, it's something like that. Oh, we were crying or she slammed the door. Or I just went in my cave and hung out for a second because obviously that's unsuccessful. But if we reverse engineer, we go, okay, but what are we arguing about anyway? Like, what's the thing that we're doing? Are we trying to get attention? Are we trying to solve a problem? Like if you guys are trying to make a decision and that creates an argument, part of how it has to end is you go, wait a second, we're not, this is, we're not working on the decision anymore. Like, let's go ahead and go to bed or let's go, let me just, let's go take a, let me go take a walk or let's just, let's pause this for a moment because arguments end generally the way they start. So if it starts kind of harshly or, or abruptly, then it's going to end abruptly or harshly. But if you can, if you can sort of pause it long enough to go, wait a second, let's restart. And even if that's gentle, then we have a lot more time for success. So, you know, I think sometimes argument is usually unhelpful and unproductive period. So what you're asking is how do we stop the unhelpful or unproductive thing? Hmm. Well, what's the, I mean, cause we're, there's going to be conflict. So what's, mm-hmm. if it's not arguing, what conflict is it? Conflict's dictated in argument, right? Like an argument is, um, well, I guess it depends. Sean said, you like debate, like debate, you know how debate works. Like debate is like, Hey, let's go at it. Let's do it. And then sometimes you look at your watch and you go, Oh my gosh, it's nine 15. I got to go. go. See you later. <laughs> you know, that's not an argument. Yeah. That's just a, that's just us having a discussion and we're pausing it because we value the relationship more than we value the conclusion perhaps. Um, and so that's part of it is, is pausing whatever you're doing that that's putting the relationship in jeopardy long enough to say, Hey, let's come back to this when we actually have to make the decision. Conflict usually is the result of being, you know, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. It's not usually the, the, the result of, the issue itself. And, and often the argument becomes, comes because we take our eye off the ball, which is the issue. And and we we forgot that we were hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. I feel like it's a trap though. To even if, if I'm like, wow, Sean, Sean got three hours of sleep last night and she's being a little salty with me this morning. Yeah. If I say, Sean, I think you're just tired. That's not going to, I, <laughs> how do we <laughs> navigate that? Well, but why would you say that? Cause we're in an, we're, we're like, you're having an ready. argument and it, and your conclusion is Sean, I think you're a little tired. <laughs> that, that, is that like what I'm you're, digging that what you're myself saying? A hole right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he would say. So I would I mean, say anything that starts with you is probably not a good, a good entry point, right? Like if you're saying, Hey, Sean, you're being a little salty the only way for her to go is to get defensive and be like, you don't know me. I got three hours of sleep. Who got up with the baby last night? This gal who slept all night long, that dude, like there's only one way for her to respond. If you start with the you, but instead, if you're like, man, I'm having, I'm having a hard time today, like feeling, feeling kind and generous towards you. What's going on? And just getting curious instead. I think you just like, like you said, I'm digging myself in a hole right now. If you label your partner, the only thing they have left to do is to get defensive because no matter what you say is going to be inaccurate. Here's my new money quote, by the way, I'm putting this on a t-shirt or a mug. Um, Any sentence that begins with you should is not worth finishing. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Isn't that good? Start that merch store right up. (laughs) Hey, um, no, but I think Andrew, I had this situation too with my wife because I, I started becoming an expert in relationships. I was really good at it and people were like really trying to like get my advice about, uh, except in my house. Mm-hmm. But I tried out this trick, which was um, if I was in an argument with her and I thought she was tired or I thought she was hungry or I thought she was uh, flooded or whatever, what I learned how to say was to go, you know what? I'm pretty, t- I, I'm pretty tired. I'm pretty flooded. I don't think this is going to work if I stay in this conversation. So I need to take a break. It was just a, it was like a samurai trick almost. Like if I have a suspicion and I might be right, maybe Sean did have three hours of sleep last night, but it doesn't help you to go. I think you're just tired. It may help you to go, you know what? I didn't sleep very good last night. I think if I stay in this conversation, I'm going to, I'm probably going to ruin it. And then just see if it changes the, the exit strategy a little bit. 
you know. How do you feel about that? <laughs> you like that? I want to. I want to pivot because I want to dig into. And Wait, you don't sure like it? Are you shaking your head? I wow. do. I'm, I'm nodding my head. That's good. <laughs> okay. That's good. I'm shaking my head at Sean because she's just twisting the. <laughs> She knows I'm sweating over here. Yeah. I can't wait for this to be over and you guys to get into a fight and be like, so remember that last podcast? So we got in a fight this time. I think I need a sandwich. (laughs) Okay. I do have two questions. Sex and money is what I wanted to talk about with the two of you. Um, Are you guys down to talk about both of those? Depends on what questions you ask, but generally, yes. Okay. We want to know how often, what positions, where are you in the room? Like, <laughs> do you use toys? Do you not use toys? Who's cut dominant? All that out. Just Don't kidding. Worry about we it. won't. Yeah. Um, no, I'll start. Ahead. I'll start with the money topic. Um, as a couple, I'm curious how you have navigated, and I'm sure that it's transitioned over time. Well, I'm guessing that, but like, how do you navigate sharing money? Have you, like, did you start off in your relationship combining accounts? Do you have separate accounts? I'm just kind of curious, like, how do you do that as a couple? It's been a journey for us. Yeah, we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot um, because when we started dating, I had already been working for about 10 years and had Mm -hmm. kind of established everything myself. So I was in control of everything on my own. Um, But we... We merged everything as soon as we got married. And I, through like a lot of transition period, um, gave up all financial, like he runs the finances in our relationship. Mm-hmm. I feel like, that, <laughs> I feel like we were to listen to this, be like, wow, that's a weird situation. But does that sound weird? I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. I here here's what Sean and I have learned is like I I think trusting each other in uh certain delegations of like Ooh. things that need to be done in life. So mm-hmm. so Sean is phenomenal at like making sure the kids are hitting their milestones and getting enrolled and you know all the all that stuff, the logistics. Mm-hmm. She's like so good at Hey, we need to start Drew's potty training next week. Great. Okay. What does that mean? Right. Mm -hmm. And she has all that down. She has trusted me to like pay the bills and handle the, like choose our investment advisor and like, are they, you know, pay the taxes, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I think what I think to set up checks and balances, Sean and I try to, in many different aspects have like checkups where it's, Hey, this is a rough overview of, you know, what, what the kids are going to be doing the next month. Here's a rough overview of what the finances look the past month. What can I, we'll, we'll also talk about like, Hey, this, I feel like a pattern that I've seen over the past, we'll have a, a conversation that's specific for the, the, you should conversations of like, mm-hmm. Hey, you should think about, uh, whatever, like, but don't, it'll don't be kind of, don't finish it. Don't it'll, yeah, you know, I was like, where is he going to go with this? Let's hear it. But it, it'll be like, uh, we're, we understand that this is a safe zone. It's not like emotionally charged. It's, I, I would like to see this different, uh, moving forward from us. Right. So, but in that conversation, we'll try to just make sure that we kind of have a rough picture of what's going on. So anyway, when it comes to finances, you've trusted me generally. Yeah. And I'm sorry if the way I set it up sounded bad. No, it's fine. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm obviously not Andrew, but it didn't sound odd. I picked these I didn't two notice topics. the tone. I, that didn't, <laughs> I, didn't the tone. I didn't hear the tone. Did I see the tone? Um, most of us stand up on our, on our wedding day and we say something like for richer and for poorer. And if you buy like the math piece, like at that point, one of you mathematically becomes richer and the other one becomes poorer. Like just the law of averages is like that. And so I think the thing that you guys are reflecting that is, it feels really integrated to me is the idea of how important trust is because Mm -hmm. money can be brutal in the sense that you can measure it. And if you can measure it, you can attach meaning to it and go, Oh, well you're, you make more. So you're worth more. You, you hope you control the money. So you control the relationship. Like that's a really dangerous mindset to get in. But I love that you sort of lifted up the idea that two things that sound like a part of it for me, one is that it's been a process and that you've had to go through it a couple of times, but that at the bottom of it, it's about trust. It's not about math, you know? So that sounds, that sounds, uh, that sounds like, I, cause again, I don't think there's a right way to do it. I don't think merging or keeping separate accounts or, you know, him being in charge or her being in charge. I don't right. think there's any like sort of 
bona fide, right, correct way. The correct way is the way that it is endorsed by the two of you and that it has mm-hmm. trust at its core. So, yeah, I like how, I like how you phrase that a lot. I, I mean, we we're still figuring it out for sure. Yeah. I, th- I think, yeah, we are too. Sean, like her background, she mentioned she turned 12 when she was, or sorry, she turned pro when she, she turned was 12, 12 when she was 12. Yeah. <laughs> when she was 12, <laughs> but she started like yeah. earning money when she was 12 years old, which is so abnormal. Yeah. And yeah. Like, she has scars. Things have happened to her. People have taken advantage of her. And I think in the financial we, yeah. department is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think we both realize that this can be such a fragile thing yeah. to mm-hmm. navigate. Totally. So we probably over index on like being sensitive to each other. It's like, yeah. mm-hmm. I should probably be stricter about freaking, we shouldn't, we can't buy this thing. Right. Cause it's not in the budget, but mm-hmm. we give each other leeway in hopes of like maintaining that trust. So mm-hmm. I, I think we probably err on not being rigid enough, but mm-hmm. it's working out. Good. So yes. far. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I do think it is like an evolution, especially early on in the relationship where I've seen a lot of couples where they're kind of like, okay, we're going to merge our accounts. Anytime you have to make a purchase over X amount of dollars, let's talk about it. And I'm, you know, I'm guessing like when you're doing home renovations and maybe this is all kind of in your realm or on your side of the road there, Sean of like, okay, I'm going to order this couch and I'm going to order this coffee table and then this piece of art and it's X amount of dollars. And I'm going to go ahead and do that without checking in with Andrew. And then Andrew sees it and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We need to have a conversation. And that's where I think I see a lot of couples, they build that trust by having all of these like little mini disruptions where they're constantly refining and saying that was a little too much money. Let's talk about like next time you want to order an $8,000 couch. Can we just have a conversation before that? Seriously, like that. Sean, with the $8,000 couch, it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. off a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I remember I tried to get rid of all the credit cards in our house one time and that, yeah. <laughs> that was not successful. Didn't go over well. yeah. There's so many but, benefits to having credit cards though. For no, the I travel know, know. purposes, but yeah. Totally. Sometimes we, we go scorched earth, not just in finances, but like, yeah. we can't not ever do this ever again. Wait. So well, that's like, what competitive people do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tried to get rid of toilet yeah. paper in my house during COVID. That was, do you wow. remember when there was like a toilet paper shortage? Yes. And yes. everyone was, was your, out there buying squeegee bottles and squirt <laughs> bottles. What? No, I don't remember this part, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> what? It was only in Bend, Oregon where the hippies live. Is that like a homemade bidet? Yeah, Yeah. totally. That was a thing. You have to go back and Google it. It was a thing. Oh my gosh. Here's a thing that almost broke me and Laura's friendship at the beginning, which is um, there was a period of time in her house, which has three people in it, that they had one toothbrush. Stop it. We have to stop talking about the toothbrush. (laughs) I almost lost a client because of that. They heard an episode. It's true. It's true. I, We've shared toothbrushes frequently. Yeah, but you yeah. own you own two toothbrushes before, right? <laughs> we own two. <laughs> we share was one one electric toothbrush with one head, and the whole family shared it. And it was yes, I know I'm disgusting, but you know what? I have a great immune That's system. Fine. My teeth are lovely. <laughs> no argument. Husband has COVID. That's right. Okay. I am super interested in what else you do now, Laura. Hey, parents, I'm talking to you. So I'm at the pancake house chatting it up with my nieces about their kiddos, realizing that their three and five year olds have a very slim number of foods that actually make it into their bodies. And I'm talking about macaroni and cheese, yogurt, chicken nuggets. That's just about it, which is why I'm such a huge fan of Haya Vitamins. They're filling in those nutritional gaps that most kids are missing in their diet. Haya Vitamins are formulated with the help of nutritional experts. Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables. Then they're supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and nutrients. Of all of these, my favorite are vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood concentration, teeth, bones, and more. 
these chewable vitamins don't have any of those added gummies or sugar additives that most of those gummy vitamins contain. And they're doubly awesome because they come with a personalizable and reusable vitamin container that kids get to decorate and refill. Huge fan of trying to reduce waste however I can. So we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You receive 50% off of your first order. So to claim this deal, you need to go to HayaHealth.com forward slash MTR. This deal is not available on their regular website. So be sure to go to Haya Health. It's H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com forward slash MTR and get your kids the full body nutrients they need to grow into healthy adults. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, I want to talk about sex. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. Um, feel free to not disclose. Obviously, you've got to keep something sec- sacred. But I am curious about how, how intimacy, sexual intimacy has shifted or changed since having kiddos. You don't want to talk about sex. You want to talk about change. What do you mean? Well, yeah, I was like, I forgot this question because Laura unveiled the question to me beforehand. I was like, wait, you want to you have a sex question? No, you have a change question. I'm actually interested in that too because that it, it is we all go through phases yeah so mm-hmm. yeah anyway i'm just curious um, i mean now you have two kiddos bodies are changing dynamic has changed i don't i mean honestly nothing comes to mind which i think is good yeah yeah well we, everything changed while i was pregnant no, yeah no i'm not saying like the act itself has not changed much, I feel. No. But we have been, I mean, you know, you have a kid and then you just have way less time to do yeah. anything. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. the thing that has changed is we've definitely been more explicit. And to, mm-hmm. to mm. your credit, I feel like there's been a, a, there was a phase of like, hey, I don't feel like you're physically into me mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so she's been more comfortable saying like, I need physical touch, not sex specifically, but yeah. like, mm-hmm. I need a little more like physical affirmation. Mm-hmm. So you which, put your hand on your which shoulder I don't when think you need did her attention exist. and you say, <laughs> what'd you say? You say, so you put your hand on her shoulder when you need her attention and you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I get. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I, um, I have said that. I think that's probably the hardest change that's happened is after kids, it's very easy to get stuck in this rut of only feeling like mom and dad mm-hmm. and not feeling like husband and wife. Mm-hmm. And you will do a phenomenal job at like complimenting me as mom. But then I feel like I get lost as spouse. Mm-hmm. And so like I tried like when we have our check-ins, I try to like verbalize, I don't feel like I've been connected with you and it doesn't mm-hmm. even have to be sexually. Sometimes we can like have sexual connection and still feel disconnected. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And I will tell him, I'll be like, I just need, I need more. Like I, w- I want you to initiate cuddling and watching like TV mm-hmm. at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you still see me as wife mm-hmm. and not just mom and not saying good job putting Drew down or whatever, mm-hmm. which is an amazing compliment. It makes me feel very happy, but like a little step further where sometimes I'm like, I don't even need to be known as your wife. Like sometimes I want to be like the smutty girlfriend that you just called over in the middle of the night. Like how can, (laughs) how can I get a booty call from my husband? Mm -hmm. So we started sending emojis, super inappropriate emojis to kind of initiate the mood. And that cracks me up because that takes me back to like 1999 or actually in my day, it was probably 2006. I was a late bloomer, but anyway. Yeah. I need to know how to be the girlfriend back again. I like that. It's sort of this persona piece that, that is cool, but it made me start to think about or wonder about like how we need to be supplementing, right? When it changes, when you do have kids or when your libido changes or body changes or whatever it is, how do we maintain intimacy? Even if like the, the, the rules have changed a little bit, right? You're not the smutty girlfriend anymore. Even the, even the, the partner with no kids, like where we had, we didn't, nobody was going to walk into our room 
you know? So how do we emphasize? And I, and I like, there's a model, it's Terry Reels model who, if you guys don't know who he is, he's, he's pretty fantastic. And, um, but it's this idea that intimacy comes in five forms, which is emotional, intellectual, physical, sexual, and spiritual. And so physical and sexual are different. And it's sort of, Andrew, what you were saying is sometimes if sexual intimacy has to change, then we dial up physical intimacy, which can be um, as important. Snuggling in front of the TV can be as important to supplement um, something. Yeah. Sean and I have tried to like uh, identify patterns in an effort to understand ourselves and each other better. So like, and, and then explicitly sharing them, I feel like is the biggest thing that's changed. So, so it's like at nighttime, I'm freaking tired Mm -hmm. and I'm like, yo, this isn't, it's not not happening. Yeah. So like, not an all access ride tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you try to initiate and like, you're not feeling a back, it's because mm-hmm. I'm tired. It's mm-hmm. not because I'm not into you, but then it's like, but then you run out of windows of time to actually, it's, I mean, it's pretty complicated. Like there's yeah. a lot, there's, there's a lot to it, but. Yeah. When you say it's complicated, have you guys ever heard of a gal uh, named Emily Nagoski? She wrote this book. It's the pink one behind me and it's called come as you are. And this is, I mean, if I'm going to drop another tip to the two of you, it, it's definitely going to be read the book. Um, or listen to the audiobook because she's just or or just go to her TED talk. So Emily talks or about get her on your show because she's oh she's get her on your good. show. Yeah. She's so great. But she just talks about how sex is, and I'm talking about actual intercourse, like having that sexual intimacy, that connection is so much harder. Like the stars are actually aligning. There's so many things that come into play. And it could be that you're tired. It could be that you had nachos for dinner. It could be that like your kid is, you know, you're sleep training and you can hear your kid in the other room and your babe's trying to get up on your business. And you're just like, this is not happening. There's a lot of psychological noise that goes into having your body actually connect to your brain and to your genitals and all of those things. Genitals is such a weird word. Anyway, I said it. It happened. I agree. As soon as that's dropped in a conversation, it's... Yeah, it could court. be, yeah. it also, it could be that that argument that you had isn't repaired, right? It oh, could yeah. be that that thing, I think part of what I like uh, to think about is if you do, uh, Andrew, to your question about how do you end an argument, if you do argument right, if you get it, if you get conflict right, the best outcome is makeup sex, right? It comes all the way back around to, we feel closer because we battled through this thing together, mm-hmm. right? And we, we established that, I mean, it's kind of why. Uh, we were watching Wimbledon together kind of this weekend, but I love that these guys who go to battle over the, across the tennis court for an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours at a time, the first thing they do after it's over is they hug, mm-hmm. they shake hands. They're like, Oh my gosh, this was amazing. Like this is amazing. And it, it was sort of like the fact that they suffered through or that they, that they accomplished something. And even though there was a winner and a loser, they appreciated that, that the contest had to happen and it, and it made intimacy more possible. And so, I think if you're talking about how do you end an argument, not that you have to target sex itself, but do, can you, can you target intimacy? Because that is actually where you get the, you know, the biggest bang for your buck. I think I actually, to our credit, think we do a good job at targeting in, intimacy. I think we're probably off base in how we get there sometimes, mm-hmm. but I will say the thing we're terrible at is like, you know, hugging after the tennis match. Mm-hmm. Or, like the makeup sex Sean and I don't necessarily uh, create enough margin in our life to like leave room for moments like that. Wh- whatever that moment looks like. It's always like, all right, we have four minutes to freaking <laughs> figure this situation out and like right, yeah. resolve this conflict. And then mm-hmm. it's off to assemble the kids furniture or it's off to chase the little baby or we I'll have to go to see work. See you at 6am in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's something we can yeah. work on is like, Hey, we have, you guys know the, um, the Eisenhower matrix. Have you heard of this? It's not often called that, but it's, it's this quadrant decision-making quadrant about things that are urgent versus important. You know this? Hmm. So businesses that thrive, relationships that thrive, they are able to focus on things that are important, but not urgent. And of course there are other, there are four other options, right? There's important and urgent. There's not important, not urgent. And there's urgent, but not important. Right. So, most of us, when we're scrolling Instagram, we're doing things that aren't urgent and aren't, and aren't important. It doesn't actually change our, doesn't make us better at anything. It doesn't help us advance our goals. But 
when you can get ahead of things by focusing on um, things that are important but not urgent, you get, you create that margin, right? Businesses create that margin. Relationships when you have young ki- kids running around, everything's urgent. Everything's urgent. Yeah, and so you don't get to stay in that space sometimes where it's important, where you can like really get the 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 traction that you want or that you need in the relationship. I think we just have to get really good at resolving conflict in front of your kids because there's almost no time that you can take without your kiddos where you're going to resolve conflict without them or you're going to be intimate without them. Like, I think you have to get really creative about how to do conflict with your kids in the room. And I think that's also really important so that they can see you can model for them how to do conflict and how to resolve and how to be intimate. I love that in theory, but I, I maybe it's just the age of our kids. Like the only result of us doing conflict in front of our kids is like Drew, our two-year-old says, mommy, I need this, mommy, I need this. And then it gets louder and louder and louder yeah, uh-huh. and Sean and I are still trying. And then it's like, then we're both just mad. Cause it's like, right. we're not going to do Cause, and it's not even mad at each other, but it's like, well, we're not going to be able to fix this. And we have this screaming kid. And it's like, right. we've, we've even talked about that cause we've tried and it is a phase mm-hmm. and we can, we can work on it, but we've talked about that. The intentionality factor yeah. We're both kind of perfectionists and we want to be the best at what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so we have a really hard time mixing husband and wife and mom and dad Yeah, because I want to be the best wife I can possibly be for him. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I will sacrifice and be like, I'm just not even going to attempt to be your wife right now because I want to yeah. be the best mom I can possibly be. So then it almost like makes us even more frustrated at each other because he'll be trying to have a conversation or vice versa and we're just like, no, there's no, there's no room or margin, which makes it really mm-hmm. difficult. Yeah. I, I mean, you mentioned this earlier about talking about money is like knowing, knowing your role and staying in your lane. Like I, I'm the money guy. That's what I do. That's my role. And I think it's just, I think it's amazing. You guys have the level of insight that you have, that you're perfectionist, that you have a hard time going back and forth and being like, I'm a mediocre person. Mm. I do everything at 70%. So I'm okay (laughs) being kind of a shitty mom and sort of a shitty wife. I'm fine with that. But the hard part is if I haven't communicated that with my partner yet, and I haven't said like, just need you to know, like I am all mom right now. And there is no part of me that wants to be a wife today. But I think if you guys are able to clarify and verbalize to one another what role you're in, like you said, like, I can't be a wife right now. I can't have this conversation. I've got my girls talking to me. I'm still trying to clean this up, blah, 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 blah. Then I think you're okay. As long as you guys are in agreement that that's the role that you're in at the moment. I found my last novelty question, though. Yeah. Okay. Last, last question. And, um, this is if there was any article of clothing that you could get rid of that belongs to your partner, that you don't, you like absolutely do not want them to wear that gray sweatpants suit again. What would it be? Oh, I, I, I actually, you're, you have something. Sweatpant. Yeah. There are certain Sean to your credit looks really good. In most things, <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't. I never thought I'd like rompers. I generally like. I hate the idea of rompers. Sean rocks them, crushes them. Rompers are, are tough too. Sh- if yeah. you have you ever worn a, a what's a rom- a man romper? It's a uh, romp a, him. I've a romp him. That's that right. Before. I knew yeah. you would know the answer to that. A romp. Have you ever worn a romp him? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Well, try yeah, it actually, sometime in, and in the try form to go to of the like a like a like you know like the mechanic suits like the yeah yeah yeah. I what guess I a Dickies. Have. Yes. Yeah. I guess that's a romp him to certain. Yeah. Anyway, so the Dickies piece. is cool though. Sean has like little tiny legs; they're adorable. And if shorts have too big of like leg openings, uh, <laughs> then it looks like the, the sides of the shorts are just flopping around everywhere. And I think there are certain shorts that you wear that don't. I, I don't. We'll think have give to you try them on. You can be like, get rid of them or keep them. It's the gray sweatpants mm-hmm. shorts. They're like, they're like cut just anyway, that's, that'd be the one thing. And it's too much. It's like Dumbo's ears flopping in the wind because your legs are so small. I like looking at her legs and and now I'm distracted by the (laughs) fabric situation. (laughs) (laughs) No one in the history has ever told me that my legs were too small in shorts, just for the record. (laughs) Take that as a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) Take it as a compliment. Uh, Okay. What is, what does Andrew have that you would love to throw in the garbage? So this is, this is strange, but it has like, there's a reason. 
So I don't even know what it's called, but it's your cycling. Is it a singlet? Yeah. Freaking, it's a yeah. bib. What's the alternative? Shorts? No, you so have it's like, it's like a there. singlet and it just has like the things. Yeah. But hear me out. Why? I'm shocked. Hear me out. Why? This is news. You look hot in it. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. But I have seen your father <laughs> wear the same one so many times that I can't disconnect the associ- like association there. Uh, and I, I just like, every time you put it on, I'm like, I just see my father-in-law in the same thing. So my dad is like, is like 60. He's 270 pounds. Yes. Is an amazing athlete. Wait, when you say do- 270, is he like a fit 270? Or is he, cause 270 in a singlet to me doesn't sound like a fun, fun look. It's not like, he's not There's out of shape at all. There's he's very, improvement. but he wears compression shorts or bike shorts. I, w- I would much. say this. I, I just feel like dad's singlet is like two sizes too small. Is it because you don't like the way I look in it? Or you think when I'm 60, I'll still be doing, I'll still be doing the way. That's what I'm afraid of probably. So we should get just rid of throw, it now. Like bite it in the bud. Yeah. Nip it in the bud. But I will, I will give you that the singlet with that goes up and over mm-hmm. so much better than the actual shorts though. Cause they're 100%. a little more high waisted. You've got like the, it's, it feels better the actual shorts look better. We got ourselves a, a, a cyclist here, yeah. everybody. It's not even the pad. The padding doesn't bother me. It's just the... It's the, it's the association. That's what I think it, it is. is. The association with like your dad. I'm not like out, you know, meandering the neighborhood. But I have a question. Did you, before you guys answered the question, did you know the other person's answer? No. Oh. This is news to me. This is news to me too. Huh. Well... Looks like you will ever be cycling in anything comfortable for the rest of your life. <laughs> Looks like you I won't be wearing sweatshorts again. Jeans, Andrew. Gray sweatshorts are going in the trash. <laughs> I think you're going to have to get yourself like a tri suit that like it's all one piece and that's going to be forever the new that would look be for you. Worst nightmare. I think it's so hot. I sweat a lot. So I do, I do pop the top quite Just a lot. Go naked. Take my shirt off. Yeah, go naked oh, on a bicycle oh. and see if she likes that. <laughs> just imagine that poor bike seat after. <laughs> oh my God, the <laughs> visual. This is where we land this plane, right? We're here. off the rails. We're off the rails. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> um, hey, do you want to spend a minute or two telling us a little bit about Family Made? I know that's kind of your new thing and we'd love to make sure people are aware of it. Talk to us a little bit about what that is, if that's important. So Sean and I have our own podcast called couple things we've Mm -hmm. also been making youtube videos for like five years and we realized that uh there's a lot of people who want to hear this kind of like wholesome i don't know it's not it doesn't have to be that wholesome like but there's a lot of people who want to do marriage well they want to do parenting well they want like and they don't want to listen to caller daddy type podcasts which are just raunchy like there's a lot of that on the internet and so we were like uh what if what if we filled this gap by creating a network of, of uh, shows or creators that talk about the family from different angles? So like Sean and I, we get asked all the time, like, hey, how do you sleep train your kid? Or, and we just aren't qualified to, to answer that. We also realize that we come from a very specific perspective being, you know, just we're both from, she's from Iowa, I'm from Indiana. We have two kids. There's people who have adopted kids from across the world. They have seven kids. They have, uh, they've been divorced or they're, they're widowers. And so it's like, how can we kind of bring this group together to speak to this audience who's so eager to, to listen to that? So that's kind of the, the vision and, and the mission behind it is just to encourage and support families in whatever way we can, because Sean has an amazing background and there's so much intrigue that she's able to, to garnish. Um, and so just like using that momentum to, to push this vision forward is, is the goal. So what's the platform going to be? Is it like a, a video platform? Is it a podcast platform? Many platforms. I call All it the, the above. Can yeah. I make, can wow. I make my analogy? Don't use it. I hate your analogy. No <laughs> I call it the Barstool Sports of Family Lifestyle Content. So like just like Barstool, I mean, you're just we're using the same social media apps that everyone else is. We don't have our yeah. own apps, but we're it's we're a hub for people that find us on video, on podcasts, on Instagram. And it's like the thing, you know, that's awesome. When it, and what's the name of that again? 
family made. It's family, family made. made. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm All trying to get Lauren Zach a part of it because you guys do such a great job with your, you know. We'll marriage. clean it up. I promise. Like the yeah. word wholesome. Oh, no, yours is no. clean. <laughs> Way it's, clean. It's, not like, it's not like, hey, there's no cussing allowed, but it's like, hey, you're serious people with a mission of yeah. helping married couples. And like, it's true. There's, yeah. There's more or unmarried couples become yeah. well married. Yeah. It's just not like the real housewives or something or the Kardashians giving advice. It's basically, yeah. do you want to know uh, my, my piece of, <clears throat> there's a piece of trivia about me that you, I think is, this is a great to this piece. moment. What? I've no, never once. Oh yeah. We're best friends. Um, I know everything about him. I've never once in my life ever heard Kim Kardashian's voice. When hashtag wow. win. That's a piece yeah. of truth about me. I used, right. to, used to be Kim Kardashian and Brene Brown, but somebody snuck Brene Brown. My wife did. She was that like, was for the better. Book. Brene Brown. You need to hear her. She <laughs> is. No, yeah, I've, I've successfully stuff. made it to almost 50 like, years old without ever hearing can, Kim Kardashian's voice. Interesting. I'm trying huh. to think if I could like know what her voice. But you've definitely heard it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you, man. Right. Let's actually good for you, man. <laughs> that, that's great. All right. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, let's officially land this plane. Um, family made. When is that coming out or is it already out? They're out. Look at their microservice. It's out. We're, we're there. It's coming out in phases. So there's a bunch of, there's like the podcast network, but we're also like working with experts. People who are actually qualified to like give information that we're not. So yeah. it's like, Hey, here's actually, here's a professional sleep training person. This yeah. is what awesome. they do. They can yeah. actually help you. We'll Let's figure out how to play our part. We're excited about it for you guys. And uh, we're just really glad to be able to talk to you and uh, and be, be friends. It's really cool. Glad <laughs> to know you too. Well, thanks for having us on. Of course. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Thank you to Sean and Andrew for taking time out of their busy schedule. They literally just landed back in the United States 12 hours ago. Uh, So we seriously appreciate them hopping on and chatting with us. I'm excited for you guys to get to know more about them. You can listen to their podcast. It's Couples Things. Um, And then also Family Made is coming out in a different platform. So check them out. Thank you so much for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.